This is The Rock of Recovery, and today this is Angie Meadows, and we're going to continue with the Relationship Addiction book. We're in Lesson 11 called The Groomer. So I want you to know that you cannot love another until you learn to love yourself. So here's the introduction. Compared to a player who is driven by insecurity, a groomer knows exactly what they are doing. They are driven by self-absorption to get their needs met. They are meticulous in their behaviors and controlled in their emotions and exhibit perfect character to win you over. They are setting a trap and covering their tracks. Even if they become engaged to be married to you, the game may be to empty your bank accounts or embezzle resources for their new business. It is difficult to spot them through behaviors or words. These things are planned carefully and thoroughly. It will be their references from others, warnings from friends and family that will help you escape this relationship. Now, I want you to um, go slow in relationships so that you can hear these warnings and so that you're looking at facts and not um, emotions. I want you not to get emotionally connected too quickly because when you get emotionally connected or physically connected with intimacy too quickly, uh, you're not thinking with a right mind and there's a lot of red flags you're going to make excuses with. So here is um, a questionnaire for you to go through. A groomer will study you patiently. Number two, develop a friendship and exhibit trustworthy behaviors. This is their pattern. There is a history of grooming others to take advantage and rob without suspicion. You may even hear them brag about how they've done this in the past. Number four, there may be a criminal past history, but often they'll talk about their great behavioral changes. Number five, they may make themselves indispensable in your life. They may be very willing to be serving you for low pay or for um, just be out of their generosity. Number six, they slowly gain control over things. Number seven, they are loyal and earn your devotion. Number eight, they typically move slowly and methodically to earn your trust. Now, these are the behaviors of a really nice, loyal, trustworthy friend. But these also could be the behaviors of a groomer. And you're not going to know this until time has elapsed and until you start looking at uh, their past. So number nine, they build their victim backstory to make it your idea to rescue them to keep them stable and secure. Number 10, they are often very sincere. And it's in the sincerity of where they may even convince themselves that they're changed and they're not going to do this to you that makes them so believable. Number 11, they are devious and cunning. So what I want you to do is I want you to set up boundaries. I want you to say no. I want you to push back, make sure you're in control, that they're not uh, dominating you. Um, so that you can understand whether or not this person has an agenda. Number 12, they may take months, years to gain the access to your private, secure information by just being in your presence and looking over your shoulder. Number 13, they may have a marvelous dream and need an investor. Number 14, they act like you owe them something for their fake persona. Number 15, they don't like being challenged and you will be called ungrateful. So once this relationship develops, you're going to hear a lot of, no, I'm just not making enough money and, um, you know, I've got that bill due and 
Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Well, what they're looking for is for you to voluntarily come in and rescue them. And a rescuer, enabler, when you're rescuing, it's actually like a little dopamine hit for you that makes you feel good. So you got to be careful not to be rescuing others, not to be propping them up, turning them to you, but actually let them be adults and um, earn their own keep, uh, keep themselves steady, learn how to budget their money, that type stuff. But what they are looking for is a wounded prey. Now let's look at what this looks like. So if you're wounded, vulnerable, broken, and you meet a groomer, beware you don't believe everything they say. They will speak with the tongue of a lover, the very one you longed for. They will do and say everything you wanted, the one you love to say and do. They will romance you and use words like charms. Ah, you take my breath away. I can't stop thinking about you. You're so beautiful. Their flattery can be intoxicating. So I want you to really think about this. If there's a lot of flattery coming at you, I want you to back up. Oh, and if you are wounded, you may be the carefree player in this relationship. Two emotionally wounded and regressed people will be destructive to one another. If you are in recovery, you are both likely to relapse with this toxicity. So a player may be so wounded that they may or may not know what they are doing, but a groomer is usually calculating and precise with their actions. They'll tell you stuff like, um, oh, the first question I ask the woman that I'm working to get her admiration and her loyalty is, how's your credit? That's one of the first questions they'll ask. So they're going to be attaching themselves to you very quickly. Um, they know they don't love you. They may become fond of you. You may fall deeply in love with their fake personification while they are romancing you, but this is fake. They don't really know who they are. Uh, they've de developed this fake person. They may even think that they're this person for a little while, but when they're challenged, the real, um, the real personality is going to come forth. So they want you, but for their pleasure or your ability to meet their needs. So here are some warning signs. A groomer will not commit to you. He will not live for you or be willing to die for you. It's all about their needs. Now, that's not what's on the surface. What's on the surface is that they're taking care of your needs. Number three, they know all along how to groom you and what to say. They have done it a dozen times, and you're going to hear about all this brokenness from their past and how they've turned into the victim in every time. So if they're not owning their part of the responsibility of the broken relationships in the past, um, you may be looking at a player, you may be looking at a groomer, you may be being set up. So when a person has is healing, they're going to be saying, now I did this and that was wrong, and I did this and this is how what I'm doing to set up boundaries with myself. This is what I've done to change. And you're going to see them doing a complete turnaround where they have really set up some accountability in their life. So the next one is a groomer will not. Um, it never crosses their mind to change their life for you if you're just willing and in their path. They know how to make you feel loved, seen, cherished, doted on, embraced, and fulfilled. The groomer is skilled in love bombing and makes you feel alive. It's their special skill set. They are a con. They can con a money out of an old lady. They can charm all the unsuspecting. They are used to getting their way and making it happen and not taking no for an answer. They're a very big dreamer. So here are your instructions. 
do a history evaluation, and then see the player, the con, the manipulator when you look into their eyes. Now identify any pretense. Resistance will escalate the love bombing. They are divided internally. There is a lover in them that adores you, but that part is not big enough to really be real. They don't allow themselves to risk it all. They don't love you enough to move heaven and earth to be with you. So guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4.23 Guard yourself. If other uh, loved ones and friends and and faithful um, companions are saying to you, um, not this not this one, not, not no, don't go that way. This person's not going to be good for you. I want you to listen. I want you to put the brakes on. Um, make your this person be faithful um in this scenario a hook is their charm and the bait is your you your you being naive lonely or broken the chink was the dream of the fairy tale and the need for attention if you want this partner you may get them but reality will look much different than this romantic pursuer so i want you to think about how their other relationships turned out was this person uh, genuine all the way through, or were they a romantic pursuer at the beginning, and then at the end they were toxic in these relationships? So now I want you to write out the character defects that you're seeing in this person. I want you to write out these red flags, and I want you to see if they escalate over time. Write out your friend's warnings and go slow. If you are making a hundred excuses for their poor behaviors, you are part of the problem. Listen for those excuses and write them. So you want to be really looking deep. Uh, if Particularly if you're looking at this person for a life partner, uh, you don't want these things to come out later. You want to be seeing them now and not making excuses for them. So poor character emerges as soon as you set up expectations and require maturity. Also, when they have you on the hook, the love bombing intense phase will take too much energy to sustain, and they will start to complain. After all, it was a lure. It was fake. It, was, it wasn't real. It was a game. So the wounds of the past will be triggered in their toxic relationships. Rejection, abandonment, neglect, insecurity, feelings of being used, avoided, not validated, or nurtured and protected. Other wounds will attract a toxic relationship. Uh, feelings of guilt and shame and self-condemnation, self-pity, along with feelings of being lonely, unwanted, unloved, too empathetic, people-pleasing, too giving and forgiving, vulnerable, and a fairy tale mentality. So correct yourself, balance your expectations, and start these relationships slowly. If you're very slow, if you're a little hard to get, they'll move on if they're a groomer because you're too difficult. But if um, you're making yourself available, if you're enjoying this too much, it's going to be so fast that you're not going to understand what's going on. So let's look at the vulnerability that maybe you have. Needing to be loved, feeling lonely and empty with a void in your heart. You may have old wounds that you haven't healed and are looking for validation from an outside source. It is you that must love you and learn to nurture and care for yourself and make the best long-term decisions for yourself. Now there's a compromise that you'll be making. Are you making up your own reality and saying the things that are happening aren't real? Are you willing to compromise truth for a feeling? So let's see what maybe um, 
if you are a bit flirtatious, how you can become an easy prey. So children of abuse often develop attention-seeking behaviors. So as an adult, these behaviors continue. You're needy. You like to be the center of attention. You're already confused in relationships. You have unresolved emotional wounds. You, you have this repetitive compulsion where you go back to the same person over and over again, or you go back to the same type of relationships. You're easy prey because of your belief in the fairy tale. You're looking for that perfect person. You have a victim mentality. You're not secure with your own identity. You're looking for Prince Charming. You're flirty and sensuous. You're lustful and idolatrous, unable to feel connected without sex. Think that, sh that this person can give you more or that they will love you more. This just isn't true. The fallout is just going to be much bigger. So the root issue of this is hurting from a broken relationship that has caused you to have a wounded heart. This could be from your family of origin, from one of your parents abandoning you or abusing you. So heal your inner brokenness, your grief and forgive yourself and let go of this. The vibrational pull of lust may make you drunk with a pseudo-romance. It cannot be sustained. So let's look at a pseudo-love. This feels like love because it is intense, but it is not love. It has a rocky Hollywood movie romance with the perfect ending feeling. It, it is the pseudo-love to answer any obsession. It is flesh-driven charmer. You, friend, may be being fooled. A groomer is a master manipulating. They manipulate your emotions. If you're naive, simple, unprotected, wounded, burdened, alone, and vulnerable, and the wolf in sheep's clothing is going to move in. So listen for their subtle motives. Long-term toxic relationships will be a lifetime of suffering and will have very little structure, stability, security, or support. The toxicity will far outweigh the benefits. Co-parenting in this kind of toxicity is a nightmare. So let's look at this painful relationship. It is possible that your marriage or your steady relationship has been so painful that anything or anyone who gives you a carefree love or attention helps you detach from that pain. Maybe being playful and joyous is uncontrollable because it stops the grieving. So new relationships cannot be sustained until we grieve and heal the abandonment, rejection, and the neglect of the wounds from our past relationships. So let's look at the broken mentality. Immaturity will give it all just to be loved for a few moments. It's sad how an empty heart will compromise. How far from Egypt have we come with you, Lord, to circle around the wilderness and return to the same bondage over and over and wait for the rescue that we already had in our possession if we only believe and pursued your promises? So the taskmaster's rule isn't love. Well, not love for you. It is a desire to consume and walk away with their divided heart of self-absorption. Now, how do you know it's self-absorption? Because everything's about them. They are never content, and it's always someone else's fault. Filthy like beast, enamored with beauty but incapable of love. They will conform for appearance sake. They know the words to say, the looks to give, the enticements enticements of speech, the flattery, the kindness, many will follow their sensuality and will bring the way of the truth into disrepute. Second Peter 2 2. And then there's a toxic shame. Self-bondage is self-imposed shame, guilt, and self-condemnation for past indiscretions. This is called a toxic shame and has a harsh internal critic. 
This over-responsible critic will do half the work of blaming themselves before the blame shifter starts their irresponsible behaviors. Because of toxic shame needs a distraction, the groomer may be a perfect solution. Excuse-making for a bad day may be rehearsed for way too long as one ba bad day becomes into one bad year after another. So are you attracted to abuse? Think about it. Don't be foolish. Shut your heart off. Withdraw, hide, put up walls. See manipulator written on their palm. Player written on their forehead. Groomer enjoying the hunt. If you come from an abusive family, you will likely are attract these narcissistic abusers and just keep jumping ditches from one broken relationship to the next. The same game, but different face, different name, a different place. Fatally attracted to one who vibrationally matches past abuse, but is still emotionally unavailable and unable to love you. This is called compulsive repetition or reenactment. So let's see what it looks like to be a man-eater, a womanizer, <laughs> and also call it a cannibal. How <laughs> You're just going to eat the flesh of another. Number one, they may attract an unsuspecting person. This is exciting. They desire them to meet their needs to fulfill their lust. Number two, they want and need admiration and attention. Number three, they draw others towards them with flirting. Number four, they love the chase. Number five, if one pulls back, the other moves in. A real cat and mouse game based upon insecure behaviors. Number six, brokenness attracts a volatile person with instability. Seven, this is the fire and all-consuming. It takes over your thought life. Now, it's very important to recognize that if your thought life is consumed with this person, you're losing yourself already. you got to back up. Number eight, cannibals are flesh eaters and are about the chase or the hunt and the conquest. Under perfect circumstances, it could be about love and devotion. But this one usually ends up being about intense lust and passion with verbal abuse and violence at the end. Number nine, this devourer doesn't even know their patterns or their power. Number ten, once they have conquered, then the devalue and the blaming starts to establish and rationalize how they can discard you for the next relationship and play the victim. This unintentional sabotage is because of the fear of relationships or trauma bonds, and they don't know what they want, and they do not have the internal reflection to study themselves or their character or to sustain the growth and healing that they need. So the result will be confusion, wounded heart, or broken lives on both sides. It is difficult to not desire the, to return and repeat this cycle to try to resolve this confusion. If the cycle is repeated, this will give momentary relief with the makeup love bombing, but eventually will cause more destruction and confusion. So let's look at the methodology of how these groomers find their victims. Warning. Any toxic person who isn't interested in recovery finds enablers to help them stay sick. sick. Prepare yourself. It is important to understand that you will receive resistance and be told that you are paranoid. This resistance can escalate into toxic verbal or even physical abuse quickly. If this happens, let it increase your determination to pursue healthier relationships. Push back and maintain your right to a peaceful life. Hmm, there's key. 
Is this giving you a peaceful heart, a peaceful life? These are classic methods to observe and proceed cautiously if these are happening. Number one, catchy pickup lines at the grocery store, the gas station, the new employment, a nightclub, a strip club, a drug and alcohol rehabilitation meeting, recovery meetings. Uh, number two, passionate and energetic with lots of dreams and goals, but uh, no real plan to pursue these. Number three, flatters and boast in their speech, a lot of grandiosity. Number four, they move fast in relationships, especially with sexual intimacy. Number five, they quickly entangle you financially, usually within just a few weeks to months. They borrow money with the promise to repay. Many promises of future financial windfall are coming, an inheritance, worker compensation claim, a lawsuit. This is all lottery mentality. So they coach you on how to get student loans and credit cards so that they can exploit you. They coach you on how to use emotional manipulation and embezzle money from unsuspecting loved ones. Then they pretend helplessness. Then they lavish praise for meeting their desperate needs. They are temporarily down on their luck, and you are the angel that God sent to rescue them from their despair. They just need a place to do laundry, a few nights to sleep on the couch, a phone to make sure that they, potential employers can call them. They need some new shoes and some clothes so that for the job interview. These are not your responsibility. So then they want to play the victim like a champion. They rehearse old wounds. They recant their martyrdom and their unselfish acts that weren't appreciated. Next, they find common ground with you and may charm your family. They can become a chameleon. They can engage a situation and temporarily change their behavior and become the perfect companion, the step-parent, the cook, the housekeeper. There's a persona that they take on, and whoever they are around, they become whatever they want them to be. They can delude significant others that protect you. They can slur family and friends that are warning you against them. They can separate you from anyone who isn't fooled by them. So the good behavior is temporary. So I want you to challenge it. Does this good behavior disappear when you question them, when you don't play a game, or when you set up a boundary? So how are you going to avoid these pitfalls? Hmm. I want you to test this new relationship. I want you to go slow. Now, this may be a relationship um, with someone in your family, someone from the past that's been there for a very long time, and you've cut them off before, and now it looks like they're changing and they're coming back in. So instead, I want you to go so slow. I want you to set up accountability and expectations. I want you to turn their recovery over to strong people that can hold them accountable, especially if there's a history of substance use disorder or domestic violence. I want you to expect three to five years of solid recovery and employment before you consider a serious relationship with them. I want you to question past behaviors. I want you to ask them to acknowledge their shortcomings. What did you do to cause your problems? Don't rescue them from the consequences of their poor choices. Let them bear the brunt of this. Ask other people about their history. Expect other adults to be responsible for their own financial needs. Talk to their ex-mates. Don't overlook lies and early betrayals and set firm boundaries. Often they'll do this technique called gaslighting where it's, it's a form of manipulation where they're not only lying, but they're changing your reality, telling them, telling you that what you're seeing is not what you're seeing. <laughs> so then let's look at this honeymoon phase. Love bombing 
can lead to a healthy relationship and be more like a normal honeymoon. This type of love bombing is enjoyed by both partners and has the capacity to love and the character to be loyal and maintain the relationship. If both partners are mature, they can enjoy each other's company and move forward easily and this relationship will be enjoyable. But a toxic love bombing, hmm, it's immature, it's meant to fulfill an addictive need for attention, self-fulfillment, and ego supply. It will not end well. The partners will become codependent quickly, make excuses for poor behavior, tolerate a significant amount of abuse after initial phase of the relationship is over, attempting to reconnect. This relationship can become toxic really fast. One partner may genuinely care about the other, and the other may be controlling and vacillating between being a bully and playing a victim. So let's review what potential toxicity is here. Well, there's early love bombing. It's moving too fast. There's deep conversations with too much oversharing. There's excessive texting and calling, excessive physical touch too early in the relationship. There may be intensity in this relationship. Uh, this may feel like a viable life partner one more moment and a bad divorce the next. The person may give all their love and attention and then retreat and be minimally connected to you. They may say, come here, and then they may say, go away. <laughs> it's characterized by a lot of confusion. Intense jealousy is very common. And they may already be in a different committed relationship that they're trying to prop up so, and not able to leave. So there's a potential toxic additive qualities that we want to look at. This intermittent hot and cold, this hyperventilating anxiety with absence of connectedness, with the lack of accountability to ability to self-regulate, this obsessing, this lustful thinking, this fantasy role-playing, being super sensitive, losing uh, your identity to where all of a sudden um, your responsibility is to this person and you're walking on eggshells. Walking on eggshells, uh, being very careful not to upset this person is a very quick sign that you need to exit this relationship or at least get distance for a while because you're losing yourself. So there's a lot of exaggerated emotions and you're easily offended. So the principle I want you to understand is that you cannot love another person until you love yourself, until you know what you will and will not tolerate, what you will and will not put up with. <laughs> so I want you to understand who you are and what it is you're wanting. So in conclusion, there's an addiction in the brain with these relationships where when it starts really intensely, um, there's a re repetition that you want to do that's very addictive. That's You have to educate yourself on this and see this cycle so that you can break it. Know that if you are driven like a dog and cannot stop yourself, it isn't real and it won't last. It's just another addiction. It's the sex, the chase, the game. It will just feed the addiction part of your brain. Often you hate the person more afterwards than you ever loved them to begin with. So Lord, help me to love myself. Help me to value myself, to elevate my standards of thinking of myself. Let me not settle for abuse or toxicity. Let me take back my power. Let me grow and mature in a way that I can give and receive true love. Give me discernment that I may see the heart of others and self-control, enough self-control to choose to do what's right for me and right for my future so that I would not be over-responsible for other people that um, 
are just insecure, that need to be able to heal themselves, that I won't make myself their Savior, but I'll just continue to turn them to you. And I just love you, Lord, and I praise you, and I thank you for this lesson. I pray that our listeners will be able to see patterns in their past relationships and maybe in their current relationships, particularly those stuck in domestic violence, that they may be able to empower themselves to get set free. And we just love you, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>